Welcome to the CPS Truth Now podcast, where the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities. And now your host, Adam R. Garcia. You know, it's been a couple of episodes now since I've started with this podcast. And I decided to finally come out with my story. So what began my fight originally with CPS? Well, I have a friend who, him and his wife are blind. And they went through hell and back for nearly two years. Um, And they had issues fighting CPS and trying to get their daughter back. I didn't think this would ever happen to me. But unfortunately, it has. You see, about December of 2017, shortly before my daughter turned 18, and my grandson, my first grandson, turned two years old. Um, amazingly enough, my daughter got thrown into the hospital. And she was attending a psychological uh, class. And I'm not sure how this happened, but she went to the hospital to get healed up and figure out what was going on with her. And amazingly enough, they couldn't figure out what was going on. But then all of a sudden, this psychiatrist who, I don't know how she came on board, I'm assuming because she was coming from a psychological facility that this is the reason why they put her on the case but it seems that this psychiatrist didn't want her leaving the hospital now you got to understand this is a few days before christmas and funny enough the People that were there, all the medical personnel, were telling me there was no reason for her to be here anymore. She's healed up. She's perfectly fine. The only problem is is that because it's Christmas, we're going to need the bed space. I couldn't figure out why she would not be released until I found out that the psychiatrist didn't want things happening. What happened is she was set not to be released and she was set not to be set up to come home so basically what happened is my daughter who is very adamant and would figure out a way to take care of things told me specifically that she was going to commit suicide if she wasn't allowed to come home i couldn't handle this this is something i wasn't going to deal with and I felt it would have been better so I spoke to her and I said look they don't want you coming home because they're afraid you're going to hurt yourself you're already threatening to do it here in the hospital what do you want me to do she said dad look I am willing to go back to the psychological center that I was wanting to do right after the holidays we'll do it right after Christmas and I called the psychological center and they told me specifically that there were going to be 
not shut down for Christmas, but there wouldn't be enough room for her to come in as inpatient. So they decided that they would come over and, or she would come over and she would go ahead and set herself up to go back in because she had already been discharged because it had been more than three days with her being in the hospital. So we decided, okay, fine, we'll take her back. But in order to do that, I would have had to take her out AMA. That's basically what happened. And if I took her out AMA, I was already been threatened that the case would immediately be reported to CPS because of this. And it was going to be done specifically by the psychiatrist. Now, understand, shortly after this, my daughter turned 18. Basically, what happened is during that time, we were seeing caseworker after caseworker after caseworker. The investigator reported that we would not be allowed to see our child, our grandchild, if we were, if he had, if he had been taken out of the home, which at the time he was not taken out. But eventually he was taken from our home along with his second, our second grandson and our daughter. This happened officially on August of 2018. But prior to that, the biggest problem that we held against us was that supposedly our grandson tested positive for marijuana use. I don't see how that's possible considering the fact that there's no way he had smoked marijuana. He was under one years old. There was no way he was around anybody that smoked marijuana in the house. In fact, there was no marijuana use being used in the house, yet he tested positive, as well as did my daughter, even though she didn't test positive, and she was taking CBD oil. And this was for her help, for her anxiety and her methods, which it was recommended that she take this by none other than a psychiatrist and a psychologist. And it, this was allowed because it's considered legal. It was considered legal at that time. If you test in a CPS test, it will come out positive, which supposedly this did on both my grandson and my daughter, even though my grandson never received anything like this. So, basically... In the end, what happened is they got removed. And they claimed it as the house was unfit to be lived in just because we had a serious bug problem. So now my daughter, they put all this money into my daughter who it, had they put money towards us, which they could have done, we would have been able to solve our bug problem quite easily. And it wouldn't have been just a spatter or spraying once or twice. We had a massive problem. And I understand the reason why they would, wouldn't want the children here. But I don't understand why they didn't help us out in solving the problem. The problem was that we had German roaches. And German roaches are the type of roaches that survive nuclear holocaust. And this is like 
at ground zero, they survive it. So if they survive it, then they're going to survive anything that we put against them. And we tried everything. We tried bombs. We tried sprays. We tried uh, what they call glue mats. And none of this was working. We weren't able to get rid of them. What we found out eventually is they had been breeding in the walls massively. I mean, you got to understand, one little female cockroach with one egg breaks out into 60 to 80 total cockroaches. So we had already been massively infested before we even moved into this house, and we didn't know it. Even though the landlord tried to spray once or twice, it didn't work. It's not going to work that way. You need to use some highly concentrated stuff, which means that the person who does it has to be licensed and bonded. And this was not happening prior to us moving in. So I basically eventually rolled this out against my landlord, and he eventually understood what was going on and decided that it was time that we take care of this matter. This matter is now being taken care of, but prior to that, the children have been removed. And they're putting all this money into trying to find resources for my daughter, which, by the way, they did not do effectively because I had to provide, my wife and I had to provide food, uh, clothing, and other things for my daughter and my grandsons in order for them to do other things, and not to mention the fact that we had to provide diapers and wipes, which they weren't providing properly. And yet, they want her to take care of these children and take care of herself, and it wasn't working. And this is where the problem comes in. They were putting all these resources. My daughter finally got out of the shelter after two months, which, by the way, was the limit that she could stay there, okay? They were so proud of her because she got an apartment and she was trying to get a job and other things, yet I am the one that helped my daughter get this job. This job is to work for me as a caretaker, which she is doing now today. Had it not been for the help that my wife and I provided to her, she would not be in the position she is in today to where they, they can help. And mind you, the children at this point have been removed from her because supposedly they're not supposed to be in this household. Yet that's not what the court ruling says. The court ruling says that they are not to reside here. The residing is not that they're living here. They were not living here. They were visiting. Now, this is the one thing that bothers me the most. Because at this point, these children are now removed from her, are in a situation where they can, first grandson that we have, can develop COVID-19. As we understand, someone in the household has already developed COVID-19. If he develops COVID-19 and starts getting a rash the way other children have, he's in danger. How does that take care of these children? This is not proper. This is not the ability to protect children. What it is, is the inability to protect children 
the inability to make sure that they're safe and sound, in actuality, these children, if you remember the prior episode that I did in episode one, children go to foster homes to die. And this is not what is proper for us or anybody else that is going to be living with us, even if we were having foster children. I would not accept foster children because I cannot take care of those children the way I would take care of my grandsons. I can't do it. And yet we have people out there that are doing this, and they're supposedly taking care of these children, yet they're not doing it correctly. These children are being put on pharmaceutical drugs. These children have PTSD, which causes both bodily and physical and emotional problems. This is where my biggest problem lies with this. And I know I'm jumping around a lot because this is the way my mind is working right now. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm sorry that you can't understand this completely because of how my mind is working. But you've got to understand that the one thing that I am against is that children put in this situation is not a good idea. This is insanity. And the definition of insanity is quite simple. Doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Yet the results are in. Children get hurt in these foster homes more often than they would in an abusive home to begin with. They die more often. Six times more likely are they to die in a foster home. Three times more likely, if I remember correctly, to get pregnant prior to them leaving. They are more likely to become homeless in these situations. More likely, and I could go on and on and on. They're more likely to do this. They're more likely to do that. And all of it is negative. Yet, if they were in an abusive home, if it was even considered that, considering the fact that 85% of removals is not for physical or sexual abuse or for any abuse whatsoever. So what does that tell you? What in the world is it that must hit in your mind that you have to know that this is where it is ending? We are doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. I'm sorry if I am yelling. I'm sorry if I am getting excited. I'm sorry if I am getting angry. But this is the type of thing that angers me. This is the type of thing that makes me angry about what is going on in our country. We expect our communities and our societies to be one and whole. Yet we are ripping these families apart for no good reason most often. Now, I'm not saying, please, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that in some cases this has to happen, okay? Because some cases 
are physically and sexual abuse. But when you take children out of a home because it's too dirty for them, this is not helping. Where you need to help is to help these parents and grandparents figure out how to take care of their home and provide resources, not provide resources to somebody who doesn't need it or isn't incapable is incapable or unable to take care of children if you put them out on their own. If it weren't for me and my situation, I would not have a job for my daughter. And my daughter would not be working. She would still be working for a job today, more than likely. And yet, this is what we expect our societies and our community people to do, to find a proper job, to take care of your children, to make sure that they're safe. Yet we provide no proper resources. Yes, we provide food stamps. Yet it takes 30 to 60 days before food stamps come into effect. And that 30 to 60 days, that's prior to you getting food stamps. And they said they're going to put a rush on it. That rush means that they're going to get it in 30 days. And yet, they, I had to help my daughter with food and resources out of my own pocket. Yet, those things could have been saved. And they could have provided the resources here in this household. Now, I'm not saying that we are not taking care of things. We are. But it took us time to to figure out how to prove to our landlord that this situation came about prior to us being here. And now that we have, it is being taken care of. It is we have someone coming every other month to spray and to do and we finally are seeing less and less bugs. I mean, we still have bugs, don't get me wrong, but we're starting to see less and less every day and it's starting to become a massive massive improvement from where it was when we swept up the first time the bugs that were dead we had a pile of bugs at least two inches high and we were told by the bug sprayers leave the dead bugs because the other roaches will eat the dead bugs and they will go off and die themselves but it took two to three days for them to die because it hits their nervous system in that amount of time. And then they die, and then wherever they die, those bugs get eaten, and it becomes a domino effect. This is how you destroy German cockroaches. It's the only way to do it. So even if we were to have the resources, we would not be able to take care of it within two to three weeks, it would be taken care of within three to six months. And that's what's going on now. This is the truth of the matters that are at hand, not the lies that are being literally pushed out by these investigators and these caseworkers. And that's what angers me the most that these people use lies. They literally told us that they couldn't find my daughter. 
but my daughter was busy in a psychological group that was doing it every day from 9 to about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course they're not going to find her. Of course she's not going to be able to visit properly. Because if she did, she would not be able to go to groups properly. And she needed to arrange things with these people, and yet she didn't know how to do it. And that's where the problem comes in. The lack of ideas, the lack of advocacy that is in these cases is abundantly clear. And yet, they're the ones who say that they can provide the resources. They're the ones who say that they can provide the money that is necessary to take care of not only the people that are the parents, but the children as well. And that is not the truth, not entirely. There are resources out there, but it takes time to set things up, and it takes time to get things taken care of, such as the situation that we're in. And this is the story that I wanted to put out in order for you guys to understand things properly. I am sorry if I am angry, if I am yelling, if I am screaming, if I am raising my voice. Maybe that's what the problem is. Enough of us are not raising our voice. Enough of us are not telling the truth of the matter of what is going on in Child Protective Services throughout the United States. This is the reason why I came up with the tagline, the subheadline, as I put it, that I have on CPS Truth Now. Because it is true that the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities, but you need to have the advocates in order to do it. Now, my recommendation is quite clear. I think that people in their own states should get a membership going to Legal Shield. Now, this membership, I believe, in total is $30 a month. But you got to know the right questions to ask. And it is not always just one question. You need to get people together behind you to speak to you, whether that be in Facebook groups, whether that be in people that you know, whether that be in family members that you know. But these questions need to be asked. They need to be asked and they need to be answered because the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities. That's why I have that tagline. That's why I have that subheadline in the title. My name is Adam R. Garcia, and I am the host of CPS Truth Now, where the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities. Thank you for listening. Good night and goodbye. And I will see you on the truthful side.
You've been listening to the CPS Truth Now podcast with your host, Ademar Garcia, where the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities. We will see you next time on the truthful side.